Hello, my name is Leanna with Learn by Light, and this is a little bit of an experiment. I, like I'm sure many of you, are very intimately familiar with the pattern of saying we're going to do things and then repeatedly not. And now I know this is pretty easy to do, especially when we don't tell anybody about our plans to do something, um, because we only have to deal with the guilt and the shame and the disappointment alone ourselves. However, I'm sure, again, like many of you, there comes a time where you get incredibly sick of your own bullshit. And I am at that point right now. It was a goal of mine to record 20 minutes of something on Saturday night. And you know what's funny is I didn't even write it down. I didn't really make any time or space or plans to do it. And somehow I thought it would just get done. And uh, I was very comfortably going to let the entire day pass without doing it until my brain, the always vigilant, always aware, always keeping score to-do list part of my brain reminded me And so it's 11 p.m. on Saturday, September 10th. It's a full moon in Pisces. Mercury has just stationed retrograde. The cosmos are a slurry of (laughs) emotions, um, contemplations, unanswered questions. For me personally, neck tension, headaches, jaw tightness. And yet here we are. Is this not a perfect metaphor for life (laughs) to just do the damn thing regardless of all other factors? Because you know what's really curious is someone who's been studying astrology for over a decade, just self-study, getting really curious and now um, getting to the point of doing client chart readings It's easy to forget, even when someone studies astrology, that we are living in a constantly shifting, dynamic universe. We get familiar sometimes with our own astrology, our own signs, but sometimes it's quite easy to go through our lives forgetting or not having our awareness on the fact that there's heavy celestial objects constantly making angles, influences on parts of us that are deeply, intricately connected to the cosmic web. And so, yes, we have come through the lens of pop astrology to celebrate now, if you want to call it a celebration, uh, identify, um, talk about full moons at the very least, as times of release, times of stepping into some sort of intentionality around letting things shift and change through our intention. And today being the full moon in Pisces is no exception. Pisces being the last sign of the zodiac, when there comes to be a point of culmination, like a full moon in the sign of Pisces, we're really reaching almost like a double ending. Pisces also being the sign that is most intimately connected with spirit because it is the final sign in the zodiac. It's the boundless, mutable water. It's the part that feels no separation between 
oneself and spirit, oneself and others. This is a time where things feel blurry. Closure is upon us. It's almost like the tide is rising internally. There are certain things that can no longer be denied or ignored or washed over. And simultaneously, there's a part of us, I think, that always is in resistance to what's happening, regardless if it feels good or not. But typically with endings or closure, there is maybe more than one part of us that is in resistance to the shift. As we know, our biology is so (laughs) deeply wired to maintain the status quo, homeostasis. And so when we come to a climax like we do at this Pisces full moon, I find that the internal tension, the barometer starts to rise you know, the, the mercury in the thermometer starts to surge and the tension almost reaches a breaking point. The funny thing around closure or endings is oftentimes we don't get there by our own accord. And what I mean by that is typically we don't choose um, simple, easy, straightforward closure. There's always a part of us, the intentional conscious part of us that is moving towards the things that that feel good, that are in our best interest. And there's always the part that is magnetized, that is drawn towards the familiar, even if it's painful. And so this Pisces full moon might feel different because it feels like there's a dissolution There's a dissolving that needs to happen, which is fundamentally, physiologically terrifying. Because the thing with dissolution or dissolving is that we are uncertain what is going to come next. And I know this is always true. But for whatever reason, when things move into the sign of Pisces, Pisces is ruled by Neptune. Neptune tends to bring a bit of a fogginess or a haze or a veil over things. We're not able to see things clearly. And ironically, Pisces is the sign that that transcends the veil between human and spirit. But yet Neptune brings this haze. And sometimes I think this is probably for our highest good. It's in our best interest. Would we truly leap Would we truly let go as an act of faith if we knew what was waiting for us? How would that demonstrate our trust in ourselves? Spirit oftentimes asks us to make choices vibrationally regardless of knowing the outcome. It says, do you want this? Do you want pain and disrespect and incongruence? Or do you not want that? That becomes the choice. Is this aligned or is it not? I mean, I don't know about y'all, but for me, when I was younger, before I had a really strong sense of my spirit or my soul and how to connect with it, before I had any sort of, you know, positive internal dialogue, I really needed to know what was coming next, what 
relationship would I jump into after the one I was in ended? What would I study as soon as the course I was in finished? What job would I have as soon as my contract ended with one employer? And for me, surrender really came with a lot of liberation. And I'm not going to lie. I think my introduction to surrender and liberation was through drugs, (laughs) was through alcohol. And then it was through travel. It was not knowing the place that I was in and trusting myself or building trust with myself that I would navigate it appropriately because I had to. This started to escalate and I would choose to go to places where I didn't speak the language and oftentimes I would choose to go alone as, again, a test of not only faith, but of my own resolve, of my own fortitude, because I know that faced in in a situation where I do or I do not, I figure it the fuck out, as I'm sure all of you do as well. It's almost like surrender comes through intensity for a lot of folks. When the tension internally rises to a point, it's almost like the cacophony of sound settles. It's almost like in the chaos of all things, there is one clear vibrational golden thread through it all. That. That. Peace. Love. Acceptance. Knowing. Forgiveness. Gratitude resilience, courage, choosing myself. When things get chaotic, the part of us that is always programmed to the vibration of calm, of regulation, of clear thought, comes alive when it's a matter of survival. We might not like the process of getting there, but in hindsight, don't we always say, that we grew in some ways. At this point, with this full moon, we're really being invited, in my opinion, to surrender pieces of our soul in a lot of ways, understanding that soul is multidimensional and that there could be infinite paths that we're here to take, infinite relationships that we can be invited into. We're being asked to dissolve almost the aspects of us that, though important, are not in coherence with what we are choosing. How do we know which pieces those are? I guess I'm asking myself this at the same time I'm asking you, but how do we know? Number one, our body is always going to tell us what's true. The body is the translator of the language of the unconscious mind. The body is going to tell you exactly where you are at in this moment. The body doesn't lie. The body might not be able to tell you what path you are being invited onto, but your body will tell you how you feel being there. Your body will tell you how it feels 
in the presence of other people, your body will tell you when what you are doing requires more boundaries or more pay or more rest or more connection. Your body will tell you. When we are invited into surrender, our body is going to tell us the truth. The mind is going to try to stay and the soul is going to try to lead. The mind is often the hardest part of mastering or even dipping our toes in surrender. And that's because surrender inherently is terrifying. It's new. It's that veil that is prohibiting us from seeing where we are and where we are going. Spirit simply asks, are you ready? And, and for the mind, the answer is always going to probably be no or mostly no or not yet or soon. The heart is the direct line of connection to the spirit. The heart knows that regardless of feelings of readiness, it is always resourced. It is always connected and guidance is always available. I wouldn't say the heart is always ready, but the heart is always capable and has access to everything that we need to be as okay as possible, even if that isn't very okay at all. The tricky part of surrender is aligning the body, the mind, and the heart-soul enough that whatever leap we are taking doesn't completely fry the system. I know for me in moments of big surrender, being invited into big surrender, I truly thought my nervous system was going to give out. It was like a car. The transmission was, was just not going. It was so overwhelmed. There was so much energy moving through it that it really did feel like I'm not going to make it through this transition alive. And the truth is, though the, the human part of me continues, on some level that, that has been true. That aspect, that version of me never existed beyond that threshold. I was different. I was fundamentally changed by the process of surrendering. And God damn, there is a part of us that knows it is not going to make it through to the other side of this change. Why do we not honor the death of those parts? Why do we not slow down to listen, to write down the final sentiments, the, the things that were important to that piece, the lessons learned, the music sung, the sight seen? Why do we not honor that? Why instead do we push through and push past and rush that process? We're so keen to get to the other side because the discomfort is so intolerable. It's the discomfort of the mind, right? 
And so we rush the body. We force the heart. We process the fuck out of everything verbally with our friends. We write journals and journals and journals about the same fucking person. When what we really need to do is sit and listen to these parts in their final moments. There is so much wisdom there that we blow past. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. It, it's not easy and I don't think it's ever been easy. Every time we surrender, we are working at a new threshold. And I don't know if that threshold ever feels easier. The needle constantly moves. We are never in the same place. Coming back to the dynamism of astrology, literally we are moving and expanding through space. We are never in the same place. But the threshold is always going to feel just as intense, I think. Because what we're being invited into every time we surrender is more. It's more expansion. It's closer to our divine essence. It's closer to our heart. It's, it's the thing that really matters. We align and we align and we align. And the stakes for the mind get higher and higher and higher every single time. That threshold, that veil is going to become a familiar process. And we're going to gather tools every time we practice surrender. We're going to learn how to do it with less resistance, more ease, more grace, more honoring. But hot damn, I think it might always be a little bit challenging to let people go. To allow aspects of ourselves to dissolve and become something new. When we look at physics, the conservation of energy states that energy is neither created nor destroyed, right? It is only transformed. So it's actually these pieces that we are surrendering, that are falling away, that are dissolving, that become the new life, that creates space for the new relationship or the new job or the new project. It is those pieces And it's only the version of ourselves on the other side of the threshold that is going to know exactly what to do with them and how to put them together, how to speak, how to hold ourselves, how to move, what kind of routine we need, what kind of relationships we need. And the question is, are we ready enough to be present with the process? I think the key word when we look at the Pisces full moon energy is trust. Do you trust yourself enough to say yes in a new way to what feels good for you and to say no to what doesn't? Are you ready for the next journal that you buy to not include the same stories about the same people that filled up, that occupied, that took up the real estate of your psyche and your soul and your mind and your, and your, and your day of the same people that did before? 
How fucking terrifying to think that all of those pages are yet to be written, but they will not be filled with the same old story. There's, there's, there's fear there. And there's also, maybe you can feel it, it's quite palpable and electric. There's, there's excitement. And if, if that's not the word that you would use for it, maybe at least there's curiosity. Holy shit, that's a lot of pages. I wonder what's going to fill those up. It's almost like if you've ever done a meditation where you are watching yourself or observing yourself in the mind, thoughts come in, they flow out, thoughts come in. Have you ever sat there and thought with your conscious mind, I wonder what I'm going to think next? Aha! This is a bit of a, a little trick <laughs> because then you're in this empowered observational state. I wonder what I'm going to think next. And just by the power of doing that, the same unconscious automated thoughts that would usually come when you are not in power, when you are not in the seat of your conscious observation would show up. But now you're going, I wonder what I'm going to think next. Creates this fresh space for something new. Something fertile, something different and exciting. And I know for me, sometimes when I reach one of these thresholds, I'm really, I bring a bit of desperation to it, to be honest, where I just want whatever is on the other side of this veil to be so fucking different. I don't want to deal with the same old pain, the same old stories. I don't want to listen to the same people complain. I don't want to listen to myself complain. I don't want to be stuck in the same ways and have the same pile of papers in the corner of my room. I just want it to be different. And I want it to be so different that sometimes it becomes so intense to step over that threshold. Let it be a layer. Let it be a layer, a wonderful teaching that astrology brings to us is that it's cyclical, it's rhythmic, Pisces energy is going to be back, it rotates through, but the thing is it will never be the same. The angles, the conjunctions, the squares, the trines, the sextiles, the ways they meet up in the sky with other planets, and you next Pisces full moon will be different. And so there's this dynamic quality, this reminder of the imperfection of everything. Let your surrender be imperfect. Let your stepping through the threshold be what it is. Knowing that there's a version of you on the other side of this threshold that will be more equipped, more excited, to handle whatever energy comes around next time this astrological cycle is completed. Let your surrender be imperfect. Feel the softening around that. Even saying, I'm going to try so hard (laughs) to like have the most sloppy surrender I can. (laughs) 
I'm laughing because even a sloppy surrender has a softness more to it than the energy of resistance. Am I right? Let me have the sweetest, sloppiest (laughs) surrender. Let my soul, the one that is driving this process, reveal to me what we're doing here. What sweetness is ready to come forward? Which power, which version of me to attract which relationships is ready? And can I offer that piece as much space as I can, even if those papers are still piled in the corner of the room? This was fun. I'm going to say that this was my sloppy surrender. This is my perfectly imperfect crossing of the threshold, showing up for something with no plans, just what's on my heart and what's on my mind, and recording 20 minutes of something. Thank you all so much for listening. I hope and trust that this has invited some deep questions within yourself, some heartfelt reflections and maybe a little bit of surrender. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll catch you next time in a different part of the cosmos.